Welcome to Deconversion Therapy. I'm Karen. This is Bonnie. And someone reviewed us. Thank you for reviewing us. I can't tell you how much it helps because we've had some uh, interesting things lately where people come in, put a one star, and I know they're people I argued with on TikTok. Anywho, um, someone said that they couldn't tell the difference between our voices. Okay. I'm insulted because my voice is weak. I have, like, dystonia sometimes, which is okay. So how would you not know? And I actually have no audible laugh. So it's just air. I do like it when you get so tickled that you just go silent. Because you can't breathe. That's <laughs> because. Right. I can't breathe. <sighs> I love but that. But that's Bonnie. And uh, we're in two different states for new listeners. I am in the belt buckle of Tennessee. While <sighs> she is in the fucking the Florida. Of Florida. <laughs> swear to God. Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one year old, and then we went to Southern Baptist School. Uh, Day school. Yeah, and church and every activity, and we were there all the time. The days, the good old days when not only you had to wear pantyhose to church on Sunday mornings, (laughs) but you, you had the run of the church, like all the admin halls and all that you know we would just hang out in them and be like i'll meet you on the third floor okay and you'd go in like empty classrooms sunday school rooms and write on the board and play hangman and nobody was watching yeah i don't know that that that's not why i was on the third floor i was making out with my boyfriend but okay i just pictured us being 10 and that was <laughs> disturbing i but was 10 bonnie was advanced <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think like yeah that whole third floor was just all these classrooms and um you would go up there if you had to have a talk with somebody oh yeah yeah you if it was something serious old. So many talks. Yeah. And um, we had Sunday we, school up there a, for a little while. Yeah, very briefly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really our our place that they put us. But, yeah, I remember we would write on the boards. We would do, like, little, you know, charades or just, like, games or hide-and-seek. And then as we matured and blossomed and became <laughs> hormonal... <laughs> I think you might have made out. I think I did have a lot of talks. I do think it yeah. was like, okay, we've got to talk. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, we uh, grew up And one of the guys Baptist. from the AV squad found us. That was you not know, embarrassing. Always there's goody two-shoes. There's either really, like, by-the-book AV people or I just did crack before I walked into church <laughs> AV people. And but they get along, and they seem. I think to be. this was an AV person who probably was so excited to squelch somebody's joy. <laughs> right, right. That's, That's right. My personal I opinion. Am, I'm going to turn down the gain on this couple. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, I wanted to say Happy Pride 
This is the month of pride, and we have so many LGBT listeners and uh, people that we communicate with. And you know what? It was so sweet. Like, one of the people who I listen to his Twitters. That didn't make sense. I read his Twitter. (laughs) And he's so sweet. And he was a preacher's kid, and, of course, he came out gay. And then, um, you know... That didn't go well, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Didn't go over well with his family? It did not. Uh, He got kicked out, you know, all that. But he wrote the other day, it's hard for me to accept I love you, the words now, because I always knew when my family told me that I was just one, hey, I'm gay, away from it not being true anymore. And I just was like, uh... So I'm like, I will be your mom. Uh, I will not be paying you anything. But, man, it breaks my heart. But, you know, what these people have been through is unbelievable now that my eyes yeah, are Yeah, because that's the it. exact definition of conditional love. Exactly. And what a parent is suppo- not supposed to be. And the whole, like, freedom and love and... All that bullshit we thought was true, but it just didn't. It sounded good on paper, and by paper I mean the onion skin paper in the Bible. But in <laughs> actual practice, it never came out that way. But and I'm learning like incredible things from trans people online. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm on TikTok that because I will like. Anyone who is, quote, an underdog, I am now Mm -hmm. on, like, people of color by trans TikTok. I don't know how I got there. Well, I do. I just told you how I got there. (laughs) But it's really incredible, like, some of these trans people and their stories. It's very interesting. Well, I have um, my, my personal yesterday. I had a personal brush with racism. But I was I was out with a client and she and her husband are looking for a rental and they're black. And Mm -hmm. we went to one building, walked in. It was supposed to be the person behind the counter was supposed to give me the keys to go show it. And that was supposed to be a woman. And this man comes out and he's like, hey, can I help you? And I said, yeah, I'm blah, blah, here to show da, 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 supposed to get the keys from this lady. Oh, that's a real hot commodity lately. I'm like. Okay, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, we have a couple applications in for that. And so then he just stood there and stared at me. And I'm standing here with my black client also. Right, right. And so I'm thinking, okay, what do I say back? And I I don't do too well on the spot, but I said, so should we just go home? And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, no. And then he gave me the keys. And I was like, all right, that's odd. Because I wouldn't have gone there if the agent hadn't told me it was available. Right. So we go up, look at the unit. I texted the person who had the unit, and I didn't hear back from him for like six or seven hours. And previously, he had been right on it, emailing back. And um, so then he tells me, uh, well, we have a lease out on it, and if they want to make a backup offer, it needs to be $200 above the asking price. Like, okay, I don't yeah. know. if So if I'm black and I go, 
and hear all of that happening. I mean, I realize that's the market today. People are paying too much for things. Right. But all of those pieces at once kind of made me think, yeah. what is this? I mean, well, it's the default setting of, yeah, they've been through it so many times that I'm sure they're like, yep, that's how this is going to work. Well, and it's I love that she called and she said, we could easily pay them money, but I just think that that landlord sounds like somebody who we're going to have trouble with. Mm-hmm. And I and I said, I love that you said that because I completely agree. And I know you need a place and I I don't want you to have something that you're uncomfortable with, though. Yeah. So I love that they decided on something other than, you know, monetary um, basis that they right. didn't want to take a place. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's shitty. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that uplifting story. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's you're Bonnie welcome. right there. No, but yeah, I think eyes have definitely been open to so much. And again, it's thanks to the old Googler. Um, <laughs> Okay, but we're so, going to get into some of those things yeah, after we so, do our announcements. Are you going to announce things or tell where you went last week? I'm going to, I'll do, I'll blend it. So oh, okay. while I was thinking and planning our next newsletter, <laughs> I was driving to go on vacation. There's my blend right there. A braided Wait, essay. your husband lets you drive? No. I didn't he think does people not. from Tennessee were allowed to drive <laughs> if they were ladies. I don't have a license. Um, actually, he does drive the whole way, and I am glad, and I could care less because I'm like listening to murder podcasts and eating crap where I'm like, uh, oh, pull over. Um, so <laughs> pull over, I got a barf. <laughs> any any number of things. But, yeah, we went away for a week, and my daughter's boyfriend flew down, and it was just really nice. And because it was in Florida, there were, of course, no masks when we were driving through Georgia. And, you know, it was, it was a, a mix-and-match situation. In Florida, but I like, we stopped by, you told me to go look at it, downtown Venice, Florida, which I hadn't. So we walked down there for a few hours mm-hmm. and two things were really cool. One was there was a store that said, you know, not just masks are preferred, but we're not letting you in without a mask. Less than 50% of the population is vaccinated mm-hmm. and... We want to protect our community. And I'm like, now that's a sign. So, of course, I went in there because I'm like, I like you. I did not buy anything because I did not like their products. <laughs> but I did <laughs> like going in. Um, and then the other thing was we didn't get to see it, but there was going to be a pride parade. So we ran into two older gentlemen sitting on a bench. They both had pride gear on. One was unfurling a flag, and, you know, they were just smiling and talking with each other. So I was like, happy Pride. And they're like, yeah, there's going to be a parade. I think it's going to come down this road. But I just thought, again, what have they been through in their lives? 
because we know there were plenty who had to hide and worse. I personally, like, I don't care what it's for. I hate a parade. No, no, exactly. Good hate for a you. Not, um, not coming out, but yeah. <laughs> um, but like the, the Rose Bowl parade, awful. Awful. Um, so anyway, so I was over in London like seven years ago, and I had this pair of shoes, and they were killing my feet. And I looked up where to buy tennis shoes, and so I, I got on the subway, whatever the tube, popped up, and I <laughs> I popped my head above like ground level. And oh my God, I was right in the middle of the pride parade. <laughs> like I just wanted a <laughs> pair of tennis shoes. <laughs> oh, and didn't happen. Running shoes, no. whatever. So anyway, I killed my toe the whole well, time I was there was... because of pride. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, okay, okay. So on our little trip up to St. Augustine, I sent this to Karen. I was so excited and proud of myself. She sent a picture is what she I sent a, Yep. I sent a picture to Karen. Oh, the first picture I sent to Karen was from a bar. And the sign on the outside of the bar actually said masks prohibited. See, that's Jackass. just these fuck faces get so, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's the, the only the, thing is all this shit is good for our business, our business <sighs> of podcasting all this stuff. Um, because people are upset with all this shit. Um, and it's sent a the lot whole of people live and let live way. thing. Really? It's prohibited that I wear a mask. Okay. You can't tell me what Maybe. to do with my body. Maybe yeah. they had robbers in with bandanas and, uh, I don't know, marauders, whatever. So I sent Karen this picture, and it was from this cute store. And I uh, I noticed, I'm like, ha-ha, there's no Karen on this. And it was all these little plaques that said, I love Bonnie, I love Athena, I love <laughs> Boomer. And then as I was looking at it... <laughs> Again, I realized, oh, there's a paw in the heart. These were dog names. <laughs> I was so proud. Like, ha Karen is finally not represented. <laughs> and then I realized it because another section of them, there was, I love Thor. And <laughs> I love Tank. And I love Taco. Oh, and Karen Taco had a dog was named my Taco. Dog. <laughs> so That's right. Taco Jedediah, because I liked that blend of, of names there. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. And, and your other dog was named Amigo. And every time I hear the word Amigo that in somebody's overheard conversation, I'm like, oh, why are they talking about a white poodle? <laughs> right. And the funny thing, now that I'm in Tennessee, I never hear the word Amigo anymore. I know. <clears throat> But, yeah, so uh, trigger warning, pet deaths, mm -hmm. my dog, Taka, was the best because I grew up going in my, if you listened before, I lived pretty much in a closet, and that was my bedroom was so tiny, and I would go in there, and anything I was going through, I would cry to my dog, uh, and he would be look at me very lovingly. 
But when I went away, I think to college, and I came home just in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, where's my dog? Taco, taco. And I had friends with me. I'm like, where the hell is my dog? No, I'm sorry. I went to Baptist school. Where the dang is my dog? (laughs) And then I called my dad, and he's like, oh, we didn't want to tell you that he died. And I was like, we didn't want to tell you. You wouldn't have found out (laughs) And I'm like, uh, you know, what happened? And he said he got killed by an avocado. So we had an avocado Explain. tree. Yes. It ripened. One fell. All I know is my dad found him <laughs> dead in the backyard with an avocado close to him and put two and two together. Uh, so, of course, I never lived down the whole taco, avocado, guacamole joke and there oh my enjoy God. that laugh bonnie i paw bonnie I um I let's bonnie. <laughs> let's do the rest of our things uh for people who want to sponsor us and thank you so much for those who do we uh, try and put out a newsletter uh now and then and we put like pictures of us, some personal stuff, deeper stuff. We want it to be a resource for people who are also deconstructing, deconverting from religion. Uh, We put more serious things on it, and it's $7 a month. So instead of Patreon, we wanted to do something like that. And we look forward to— Something that you could read during work. Exactly. You can just pull it up. It looks, it's formatted so it looks like, you know, you could be reading a newspaper, something very important. So then the money, it helps us with all the production, all the apps, etc. And then hopefully we can do some other things in the future. So if people aren't aware, like podcasts have all these, you know, Webby Awards and this and that. And it's always Conan O'Brien who wins or Mark Marin or you know, people that I'm not saying are bad, but it's because you have to pay like four or $500 to get into these awards. Yeah. There's no one just looking through and going like, you know what? That, I really you like know that what? one. <laughs> so, yeah, we just appreciate it. And we also give away things in there. We're going to be talking about Southern Baptist and Southern Baptist Convention that just happen should be ending now as we're recording but when i was looking it up on twitter under the hashtag i know that you do not like advertisements on twitter so you have purchased some kind of filter that you don't see (laughs) ads but i see ads and the one that kept coming up in between it was logitech which is i don't know a computer or a phone or i don't care Mm mm-hmm but the spokesperson or the the celebrity they kept showing was Lil Nas X. So oh. through all the Southern Baptist tweets, <laughs> Lil Nas X <laughs> just kept flowing up through it. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> the devil wins. The algorithm must really be curious about you. Yeah, I think it's confused for sure. Wait, I just wanted to mention another thing um, that uh, I I enjoyed on our little venture that was literally maybe 36 hours away from Mm -hmm. home. Yeah. (laughs) It's just the saddest trip It's like a day pass. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, 
So the, the I I went out to eat for the first time since COVID started at a proper restaurant where you mm-hmm. sit down and order something, and it was the Caddyshack restaurant. Yes, I know right where you went then. Mm-hmm. That Golf World Village south of yeah. St. Augustine. Yes. Yeah. And um, I was underwhelmed, and oh. I really think the Murray Brothers yep. phoned that one in. Uh, and uh-huh. um, that's just a that's just a review that nobody asked for. <laughs> but on the way home, we found this place just by looking at you know the Google Maps. I'm like, there's a place called Lloyd Have Mercy. <laughs> ah. like, we have to go to Lloyd Have Mercy just for the joke, <laughs> for sure. And um, and it was soul food, and it was awesome. And the uh, the floors of the yeah. restaurant were so slippery and greasy. <laughs> I don't see how it, they don't have a million lawsuits. Lloyd have mercy. Lloyd That's have mercy. maybe what people say as they're slipping. Slipping. <laughs> Their feet go up in the air. So we're talking about Southern Baptist Convention, and Bonnie and I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. Uh, and there's a lot that we had to follow and do Um, We fortunately did not experience a lot of the church trauma at the hands of people like a lot of people did. But there's definite, you know, trauma as is with anything. But um, so the Southern Baptist Convention. What's that? The the Southern (laughs) Baptist Convention. It's an entity, you know, the umbrella organization, but it's also a meeting that happens once a year. But I enjoy knowing that, you know, we are out of that bubble. That's all I'm going to say. There are 14 yeah. million members. It's it's the largest body of Baptists. It's also like the largest, you know, organization or body after the Catholic Church. So it's the biggest That's Protestant. Scary. Yes. Yeah. And they're in such a bubble, like, they can't see that they're talking to themselves. Yeah. But they're so big that they're dangerous. So, Bonnie and I... The whole concept of it, though, has always been a mystery to me because, all right, why do you organize? Why do they need to organize? Yeah, because well, mm-hmm. because they've got to spread their shit or their their thoughts and their ways of thinking throughout mm-hmm. the whole denomination. Yeah, why do you organize? What the hell? They want it standardized. So, well, and then reading about it, I realized, oh my gosh, because they all of these things are under them, like the seminaries. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's in different mission organizations, and yeah, everything falls under that umbrella. And even though, like, churches get their own autonomy in a way, they still fall under that. And our old pastor used to be the president for I don't know how many years, but I know he was very proud of that. And it's just a lot of people wearing suits. <laughs> and I was seeing about and that the other white. day. Yeah. Like, even now in the workforce, very few people wear suits. Yeah. But 
Southern Baptists, they are keeping the suit business going. <laughs> and the sands about pants. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, we grew up in it, and there were things that I remember being preached that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is true. But it was also so weird, and now that I look at it, like every time baptism came around, mm-hmm. they would talk about how the Bible says you're supposed to fully emerge the right. person. And that you we had don't, to be dunked. Yeah. There's no, none of this Catholic sprinkling. Right. Can you imagine that? Like, oh, okay, here, the shit's going to come down. The rapture's happening. Oh, not so fast. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How much water did you get? Yeah. And that... I, I had forgotten all about, I didn't forget about it because it's just so part of me. But like once you go above and look at it from a different point of view, like mm-hmm. immersion, that's what you're concerned about? Right, right. That's important to you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But I, I feel the same way about um, food laws in certain other religions. Like really? That's yeah, important. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. That's what everything is hinging on. And that's why they didn't like or didn't think those other churches, you know, that weren't doing a full dunk were, were getting their money's <laughs> worth. So we all had baptismals and everyone wanted to secretly swim in them. Um, and some people did. We found out years later. I know. They're, those are hellions right there. But we have to clarify also, we had an outdoor chapel. So our baptismal area there was particularly inviting because it looked like a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. And it was painted blue underneath, so the water looked nice and blue. Um, and then we had one in the church, so behind the choir and all that, you would see like this, uh, like a big nook. Um and there would be just the water and the plane of glass. Yeah. I mean, that would have been back then like custom, you know, people who knew exactly. Oh, you want a baptismal? Okay, we've got this certain glass and blah, blah, blah. I think the dunking had something to do with the humility that you had to suffer afterwards. Because once you got baptized and you got dunked, they wouldn't let you dry your hair. You had to go back and sit out in the congregation with everybody with your hair curling up and frizzing and your makeup (laughs) just kind of runny. So maybe it was all part to do with some humility and Jesus thing. I don't know. I mean, Jesus did have that blonde, flowy hair, so he must (laughs) have been so embarrassed. (laughs) But we had, remember the guy that ended up taking over, I think baptisms were it for him. I don't know. (laughs) That's all he did? I'm sure he did something else, but we weren't part of it. And so it would be like, okay, we're going to have some baptisms. And he would come out and please imitate him because you were the best. Oh, because uh, he had an accent. No, that was just ma- southern. What? Yeah. Really? I thought it was Irish or Gaelic or something like that. No, that's oh the my funny God. part. 
because I didn't understand what he you could, he's the kind of guy you could be listening and if you listened really hard you could follow along and then if your mind wandered it, you'd just hear in the background <laughs> except right. we would always listen for the part where he'd read a verse and I don't know what he said and then you'd hear just water <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, he would but he you did know the have question like, that was the answer just water <laughs> he was very like there was i remember as a missionary in another country of brown folk which made me feel so special because i was helping them um they would learn like <laughs> english songs and when they'd right. sing them to us like there were these you know, at this orphanage or something we visited. Because they didn't know English, they mushed all the words right. together. Right. And that is what this guy sounded like. He right. had repeated whatever his little shtick was so much that he'd go, well, Harry, you be coming to Jesus, not in just water. And right. we'd all be like, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he was just a Southern guy, I think. Oh I don't think God, he was from funny. anywhere else. It but reminds yes. me of the people at call centers when you get them and they've got to right. just down pat what they're saying and they don't mean it when they say, to whom do I have the pleasure of speaking today? Like, right. Really? <laughs> that's, that's your pleasure. <laughs> okay. Well, that's these sweet kids in the orphanage. They sang, oh. she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes and it just, <laughs> she'll be like, I'm in comes <laughs> And like, they're smiling. They don't know. They've learned the sounds. <laughs> so adorable. Um, yeah. But so we'd have the full immersion, but also they really spoke against like, no, we don't sprinkle when you're born. We believe, and it was just so haughty, like we believe right. that people have to be at the age that they can make an opinion and they can decide yeah, for like themselves. Yeah, like eight. Weren't well, you eight? I'm, right. I'm wondering if that's why so many of us rushed to do it as early as we could because we're like, we have no protection. What if something happened to us and we yeah. died yeah, and no one had a good answer? fear. Yeah. Okay, there was so if the age of consent for, for boning is 18, <laughs> shouldn't that be the soonest you're allowed to get baptized? Well, you're just bringing oh. logic and all these <laughs> things into it. But Sorry. I mean, <laughs> the Catholics had a good, like, you're going to get sprinkled. You mean taken care of till you're 13 and you go through catechism classes and confirmation and all that. We did, we just, it was loosey goosey yeah. for us. Like, we didn't know when people would be of the age that if they died, they're screwed. So it was like, <laughs> right. we got to. Right. Like, step because on that the would gas. always be the question where we challenged, like, well, what about babies who haven't heard the word of Jesus yet? Oh, well, they're innocent and pure and they go to heaven. Well, what, what about age? when they're three? <laughs> right. Okay, some other things we can do is dancing, which I took ballet. and You and I took ballet together. Um, and I, But we weren't you know, doing anything with our hips. No, but it was still like this confusing message yeah. about, you know... If we're not supposed to be dancing and I take dance classes, am, it, am I playing with fire? That's it. Am I playing with fire? <laughs> and all I remember is thinking, 
uh, I could see out the window in our dance studio, and I was so afraid that the guy I had a crush on would walk by. <laughs> like, oh, no, he's going to see me in here. <laughs> in my lovely bun. Um, yeah, and uh. then, so I remember when we got to college, we went to the Baptist College connected to the church, and I just remember physically. Sitting, and literally yes, connected. Yes. <laughs> all, it's a compound or commune <laughs> or communist. So we're all there. Uh, a few of us friends are there. And we were talking about just, damn, why can't we do dances? Why can't they trust us not to have sex? Why, you know, and we were like, should we plan like a rogue dance party what if one just started here in the courtyard and we just, you know, played some Christian music and bopped to it? And we were all so scared to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so because crazy. we would get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of thinking is so strange. And I remember I made a friend who's Mormon in high school. And I mean, I know she wasn't a Christian, but. We would do things Wait, together. Wait, we had a Mormon in our high school? Yes. Wow. I'm still friends with her on Facebook. And oh, my God. You're going to have to tell me who it is off pod. Yeah, I don't think you'd know her. She was like a year ahead um, oh, and, and really sort of cool. quiet. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, she was, you know, the in group is what we oh. called ourselves. Um, no, <laughs> it's very Just opposite. Just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were in trouble. Um, but... She said something, you know, we're talking about what we're doing that weekend. She's like, oh, well, my church dance. I'm doing, and I'm like, what? Church dance? Church How? dance? Exactly. <laughs> Jumbo <laughs> shrimp. That does not make sense. <laughs> Military <laughs> intelligence. So, um, yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, that's what we do socially. And I just thought, okay, one, you're a Mormon. Bad. Mm -hmm. Two, dancing. <laughs> I am friendship evangelizing. Right. This man. Let me do I'm... a quick skit for you on the tennis courts. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so we had that. And then communion. Every time we did communion. Oh. And it, I think it was only like four times a year. They would mm -hmm. drill it into us. This is just a representation. Like they had to sort of dig, do sort of subtext that we're like not a, Catholics. A dig at the Catholic Church. Totally, totally. Like, like you guys over there believing that this turns into blood and flesh is. You guys are stupid. Right. Right. We know how the we shit know goes the truth. down. And, and also, you must dunk. <laughs> right. Right. So there You're was this stupid hole. thinking that this turns into the flesh. But boy, are you really stupid sprinkling. Oh, my right. God. You're stupid doing this. This is a representation, but we're still going to do it. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> so it was still going to do it. God. And, man, we loved those. We had good wafers, the crackers that they used to just break up. And then They're they table would, water crackers. Yeah, and they'd just by hand, no gloves, probably just break them up. <laughs> right. So I would eye it from right when 
the first usher would hand that thing down, even if I was the eighth person, I would have my eye on the biggest wafer. Like, don't take that one. Don't take that. Shit. And I have to look for the second biggest because I'm like, I'm making it count. (laughs) Oh, we get snacks in church. And I love to hear after we all took the little drink together, just the, listening. The shot glass of grape going juice. In, yeah. Going mm-hmm. into the little shot glass holder in yeah. our pews and just listening yeah. to the sound echo. Clink, 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 clink. Because they across. had special round silver um, holders for them when yeah. they were full yeah. and empty. It was it was a delight. And we've talked about that industry before. I know. Of like I know. communion. Very huge industry. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's go back. Now we knew a lot about Southern Baptists as we were them. Bonnie, what do you remember? Our proud history and them ever saying to us that Southern Baptists broke off from Baptists because we wanted to continue slaveholding. No. Never. (laughs) I was shocked to probably learn this 10 years ago. I didn't know that at all. Is that true? Uh, Yeah. That's why I wanted to save it for on podcast for you. because (laughs) Fantastic. They believed, um, there goes my garage door, but... Southern pastors interpreted the Bible, and this is from Wikipedia. They interpreted it supporting slavery, which it does, the Bible does, and encouraged good paternalistic or father-like practices by slaveholders. So they preached to slaves to accept their place and obey their masters. So, of course... That's real fun to learn. And they did welcome, like, free slaves uh, to be members of churches. But, of course, all the control in the churches and the leadership had to be white and male. And the seating was segregated. And that was only if you were a free black person that you could come to the white Southern Baptist churches. Um, But, yeah, the preachers in the South, they also argued in favor of preserving the right of ministers to be slaveholders. And that's where we got Mm -hmm. Southern Baptists. It's awful. It's just unbelievable. Um, So Southern whites generally required black churches. uh, Okay, and churches. um, So, yeah. And churches that did have blacks come to it and allowed in the door, they were segregated and they were often in the balcony. And that's why a lot of Southern churches have, you know, Southern Baptists had the balcony issue oh my where. God, I loved sitting in the balcony, though. Exactly. <laughs> See, we are down with equal rights because even <laughs> since kids, we would like to hide in the balcony. So um, my mom lived all over the country growing up. 
And when they moved from either New York to Atlanta or vice versa or something like that, she was really young and it was flipped which side or which end of the bus the white people sat on versus the black people. And so she got on the bus and she pitched a fit because she wanted to sit on the section of the bus she was used to sitting on. (laughs) My grandmother was like, knock it off. We're going to the back where we belong. (laughs) Because apparently, I don't know which part of the country it was, but blacks would ride in the back uh, in one part of the country and on the front in another. I don't know how that works. That's so weird. I don't know. And I've been getting that story wrong a little bit. but um, No, I will take it. But I bring that up because... Just having that be in your lifetime, I mean, in her lifetime, she's seen a lot of change. Yeah, know? for sure. And um, My dad was the same as a physician, um, especially when he was in North Carolina at one point. They would approach the doctors and, say, and find out which ones were willing to operate on black patients. Oh, my um, God. And, yeah, you would, like, sign stuff and all that. So weird. Wait, I do have to tell you one story, whether you want to use it on air or not. But Malcolm Gladwell, his mm-hmm. father needed some books for the um, uh, the, the thesis that he was writing for school. Mm-hmm. And the only place to get them at that time was the university. Um, no, it wasn't that. It was, oh, at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta. And yeah. so he applied to go there and they said, yes, and welcome and blah, 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 blah. And um, then they realized, oh, my gosh, we don't know him at all. And we don't know if he's black. And that wouldn't have worked back then. So they, I guess, called or contacted him somehow and asked if he was black. And he said no. And they were relieved. But his dad had the last laugh because he's like, you didn't ask me if my wife was. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So going back to our history that we didn't realize was our history. So during the Civil Rights Movement, most Southern Baptist pastors and members of the congregation rejected racial integration and accepted white supremacy. Um, And I mean, that's in the 60s, further alienating, you know, African-Americans. And um, but that's why they organize so they can keep stuff to themselves. There's no other reason. (laughs) I, I just think everything's evil when the word organized comes in. Yeah, you're right. But I remember in 1995 hearing this because we were back, you know, in country after being overseas. <laughs> and I remember that the convention, Southern Baptist Convention, voted to adopt a resolution to renounce its racist roots and apologize for their participation. And I'm like, 1995. Right, right. 1995. That's just, and I was just shocked. I'm like, what? What racial things? What? Okay, so somehow a leak letter from Russell Moore, who is not Roger Moore, uh, <laughs> 007, leaked like a week before the Southern Baptist Convention. And, you know, of course, there's talk of when something leaks, like, was that 
purposeful and the timing is all crazy and blah, blah, blah. But Russell Moore was the president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, which is part of the Southern Baptists. And he decided he was just going to resign because he hated the shit that was going down because once you get to see how the sausage is made, it can be very disillusioning. Um, So the letters leaked. Right. Were about how they, I'm doing this from memory, so chime in or I can open up a a link and read it, but it was about how they were handling sexual abuse accusations. Right. And how they weren't handling it the way that people wanted it to be handled. Which might have been the correct way. Yeah, exactly. And it also touched a little bit on racism, too, how that wasn't being handled. Mm. Um, So... You know, all these things were, like, starting to bubble up. Uh, And I love that, you know, all the men in their, like, small towns so excited to use the people's tithe money to get a free trip to Nashville (laughs) to go to the convention are all probably getting texts at the same time, like, alert, alert, Uh Russell Moore, (laughs) and this is going to be a big... You know, this is in the Washington Post, New York Times, all this stuff, because it's pretty much he's proving what everyone already knew, that they don't, their shit stinks. Um, So uh, something in one of the articles I was reading compared it to uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, compared it to the Catholic Church and in size, and it's like the Protestant version of the Catholic Church. But at least the Catholic Church had procedures in place for, um, f- or or no, they had they had authorities and like a, a chain of command in place. Mm-hmm. Whereas all of the different Baptist churches were just, you know, they were on their own. They were just under an umbrella. So if you yeah. had one guy accused of sexually harassing somebody or assaulting them at one church, he could just casually resign, show up in a different town. And look for another job. Right. Now, so, we're not saying the Catholic Church has done anything correctly. <laughs> and they definitely, like, would reassign priests. Right, right. But in the days of now, everyone's watching and get your shit together. They have, at least now, been addressing some things, um, no matter how lame. But, yeah, the Baptists were—they're even— like less organized in that regard and less chain of command where you can write your archdiocese, I was abused, you know, Baptist, it's like, where do you go? Oh, I'm sorry, every church is on their own, yet they're still under us. Sort of like the Commonwealth and the Queen. Nobody understands it. (laughs) So if you sexually harass somebody or assault them— okay. You do? Okay. Um, So say you're a youth minister and you hit on some child and they want you to leave the church and you don't mention it to the next church you go to. Wouldn't that be a lie of omission? Oh, Bonnie. Um, It's (laughs) not a lie. It's not a lie. When you've been forgiven, 
Your sins oh. are washed away. Is that you how are that works? a new man? Okay. And these are all biblical verses. So, um, I mean, again, it's it, it really goes to the people who are earnest, like, hey, I've just got to tell you something. This was in my past. Mm-hmm. Or the ones who are like, I need to serve God's kingdom. Uh, he's called me. He's chosen me. And I know I won't get to because... That girl accused me of something she misinterpreted. Yeah. She was a stumbling block to me being 16 and having her breasts not sag. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) So it was her fault. So I think, yeah, I think, you know, that leaking right before was very interesting as they're all heading into it. I'm sure it's sort of like that wedding that I went to in college where most of us knew they had already eloped, but mm-hmm. their parents didn't, and we all had to sit there <laughs> and, and just, yeah, they're just this, the big elephant in the room. I'm sure that's how they all felt walking into the Southern Baptist Convention this year, like, shit, you know, now everyone knows that we're part of this thing that hasn't addressed sexual abuse and racism correctly. Um, yeah, but something that I was reading said they didn't like to be portrayed like that. Oh, who, who like, doesn't okay. like to be portrayed <laughs> badly? <laughs> that's exactly it. And I just, but that's so Southern Baptist. I mean, we were seriously, you had to dress up to go to our church. It was all about God's best and the way things looked and all that. So it's totally ingrained that that's still how it is for sure. But we're going to have to break this up into two episodes and really get into now that we've given you a very thorough and intelligent history of the church. (laughs) We're going to get into some of the dirt and um, controversies in the next episode. But Until then, please send in your true funny stories, especially if you're at the convention. Oh, my God, please. Um, Especially if you have an affinity for Smurfs. We need more (laughs) Smurf-burning stories for sure. Uh, And anything, yeah, that you want to say, and we will read it on our next letter sode. Um, Please find us on all our socials. Okay. Bye, guys. Don't be a ship pile. Bye-bye. Or do, and just don't let yourself be portrayed that way. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 